talking about the fountainhead. <laughs> yeah, we're. Uh, <laughs> now that we're on record, I will. will yeah. I will disavow any and all yeah. knowledge of. <laughs> I'm not where I ever been a fan of the fountainhead. <laughs> We can't talk about the fact that you are, are trying to watch all of the Atlas Shrugged movies. Yeah, I was, I was doing pretty good. I'm, it, I'm about halfway through the first one. It's only taken me a year. Like I was saying before, like some people like spend a year reading Finnegan's Wake. You're, yeah. You're well, deciding to sit through three of apparently the worst wow. movies ever made. That, the third one came out sort of to break my heart, and I think my, my spirit might not. The flesh is weak, I think, on this one. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Well, you haven't finished the first one yet, right? No, I watch about five minutes, and I just am just horrified with yeah. it, it. Makes me hate humanity, and I turn it off. But then I think, oh no, I got to get through this. So I try again, and I think it can't be as bad as I think. And then I turn it. Oh, this is just. I get that. I've I've had that before. There, there's a certain compulsion to see stuff that I'm is famously it. bad, right? It, it, it might make me take me ten years, but I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna watch all three. I was watching. What was I watching? I was watching some movie on YouTube. I guess it's like public domain now. And it, it's like, it involves Santa Claus. He's on the beach. Uh, I, I think Mystery Science Theater, like later. Santa Claus versus the Martians? It, no, it's not. It's worse. Okay. It's a worse thing than that. But, it, but it's. The one with Pia Zadora? I don't believe so. Okay. I don't think so. I didn't make it that far, at least. But <laughs> there are certain movies. That are famous for being bad, but you know, entertaining to watch. Yeah, like the the Ed Wood movies and yeah, Modern yeah. Sands of Fate, and but some like the the worst, the worst you can be is just also be really boring. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Atlas Shrugged manages to be everything. Like, it is so boring and so badly acted, yeah. so badly written and directed, and it's it's genuinely like this is it's intolerable. You could rattle off all of the great movies that you haven't seen. You know, like the like like certain movies that you're supposed to see. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm saving Citizen Kane. I've got yeah. that. I've never seen it. Uh, I will see it, but I want to. I'm saving it. I know it'll be good. What compelled you to watch Atlas Shrugged? I read the book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> want to see see if it's good as the book. Knowing going, knowing going into it that it's going to be because you, as you were, like saying before, I, there's three movies and they all have different casts. Well, I don't know anything about the. I was a little bit. Um, what is that? Where you're you're uh, uh, sideswiped or whatever? Where you're just like hit. You're yeah. driving through an intersection and somebody hits yeah, you from yeah. the like T-bone, but you're or, yeah, and you you're sort of hit by surprise. I thought I thought that there were two f- films. I thought this is. A like lot you had the wherewithal bullet. to do two, but right. three is just that oh, pushed you over the edge. Yeah, none of the actors from the first from part one returned for part two. Yeah. Is what I heard. So, I, I so they must they must have known going into it that they were going to split it up into three. They had to have known, right? I I have no idea. Yeah. I, it seems like they're sort of like ad libbing the film, like they were just like, well, let's just start at the beginning and start filming. I, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everybody talks about the room, right? Like, I haven't sure. seen that. I have no interest in that. But I actually finally saw that. Recently. Really? The book? There's a book about it. No, I I'm, I know that's no. I, the the one of the uh, uh, the the main the main 
not not the director, but the uh, like the, the other male lead in the movie wrote a book about his experience, and it highly, I highly recommend it. Really, even if you never see the movie, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. It's just I, a really, it's a, it's a well. Like I'm, I'm, I will always read anything about the wheels completely coming off of something. The Blade Runner book is amazing. Oh, uh, Future Noir, I think it's called. Okay. And it's about the making of Blade yeah. Runner, and it goes through. It has different script iterations, and um, you think, oh, this will be sort of vaguely interesting. I like Blade Runner, sure. and you sort of glance through a page yeah. or two and start reading, and like six hours will go by. It's yeah. absolutely fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, yeah. But, th- I mean, that's a case where, you know, ultimately things went well. I mean, they made, they made a good movie. Yeah. I mean, the, the end result is a, Yeah, a one of the best science yeah, yeah. fiction movies ever made. Yeah, I like, just really, yeah, I, I really like... I, reading about just things to- totally falling apart. I mean, I, I guess this sort of walks a line between the two, but there's that, um, there's the Ver- the Werner Herzog movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Geraldo, and yeah. then there's... Burden the- of Dreams. Yeah. 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 And that that's that's utterly, that, that stuff is fascinating to me. I've never seen either of those, okay. but... No, but I know a lot about, those are ones that about I'm saving. The, the ship up the hill. Oh, yeah. 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 It's amazing. It, yeah. No, I have a poster of Burden of Dreams on my wall. I love Les Blank. He is one yeah. of my favorite directors. Yeah. And I, I just, but, you know, I, I I think part of what fascinates me about it is the utter commitment to something at, at all costs of everything else. And, so, like, sometimes that will result in a perfect work of art. Yeah. Most of the time, it'll be a lunatic making garbage and that's a that's to me that's more that's more of a fun thing to read i don't know i i'm always like you know i like my favorite my favorite book of rock writing is by a, a, a writer named nick kent who i you know i think he did like he's english he did a lot of stuff for enemy and rolling stone and cream and everybody else in the 60s and 70s but he has a book called dark stuff Oh, okay. And it's just, you know, it's like his interview with Brian Wilson in 1982. Wow. And just all of these, you know, all all these people who have sort of like lived through it and have more interesting stories because of it. I mean, it's part of the reason why, uh, you know, I I don't like interviewing (laughs) 15-year-olds. You know? I mean, it's like, because what, you know, they could be, they could be the best at what they do but right. they're not going to s- probably say very interesting things about why they do it I've been teaching a, a class and a lot of the students um, I, I love their uh, the enthusiasm is phenomenal but they have this the wild abandon that they are going to change the world yeah. and I yeah. I always have to pull myself back and not try to dissuade them of that it's a good energy to have it's a good belief yeah. to have as, yeah I mean you can but, and you can run on an empty tank for a while because of it, you know. Like you That's know, right. I mean, you can. It's 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 the idea that at some point <laughs> you'll grab that brass ring that, that that keeps you going. This is why I'm feeling so beaten down by the world right now, Shannon. <laughs> it's the realization at some point that okay, you know, maybe it's time. You know, I don't. Am I too old to go back to school? And <laughs> no, no. That's... <laughs> Can, can I can I become a you know can I get that that law degree? We get second and third acts. Yeah, that's one of the blessings we have. I think. Yeah, but you know you've you've 
been you've had a level of success and you've been doing you know you've been doing cartooning i mean in different forms but mm-hmm. you, you've been able to to maintain which is pretty impressive yeah yeah and then i always wonder like what should i do next and what's yeah. the you know just finished the sequel to the Bible. Yeah, that was the yeah. <laughs> I'm that was done. Pre- the first I'm one went over pretty well, right? Yeah, we're in second. I like. I just. I'm sorry. It just occurred to me that you said I just finished the sequel to the Bible. <laughs> but carry it's on. It's kind of a setup. It's yeah. a. It's a setup for a gag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mormons beat you to it. That's right. <laughs> um, no, but I, that's what we did. The sequel. Yeah, the first one did well. Like yeah. we're still selling it, and it's. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's getting good reviews, and it's fun. It's yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Is is it seems like Marcus may be doing the heavy lifting on that one, though? Right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I just get in and draw some cartoons and yeah, get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I probably I probably ask you this on the last show. I probably ask you this like like every time. But you know, did did you just had had too much Coffee Man run run its course for you? No. Um... I just don't want that to be my only thing. Yeah. You know, and, and even when I was doing the early Too Much Coffee Man stuff, I was like, let me do this in a way that will stay interesting to me so that I'm not doing coffee jokes or something like that. It's like I, I broke it into some autobiographical. Was, was it more of a, a gag strip when it started? No, it, I, I started it as a commentary. I mean, like it started as political and... yeah social satire stuff um there's a few gags in there but i i really tried to stay away from that but then that's what people remember too they're like oh yeah like i really like this gag of this and it's like yeah that was dumb but whatever Um, it 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 really sort of it turns to turn turn in on itself at one point there though it's (laughs) i just yeah i just did the a new like 32 page thing for dark horse but that, yeah, that was a lot of gag stri- stuff in that. I yeah. just was like, I'm going to let myself be silly. and. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah, I just didn't want to be like, oh, he's the guy that does that. Yeah. It's like, that's why I pushed with the New Yorkers. Like, I got to do something. And I tried with, like, a science fiction story, and it just didn't sell. I tried with all these other things. And then finally, like, the New Yorker was, like, the only thing that would that could break me from the yeah. too much coffee man I mean you know at least you at, at least you had that thing at some point though you know at least like it, it's nice to it's nice to have that certain level so you can you can go off and oh it's a great resume yeah I mean, yeah you open stores like all over the place yeah yeah you can't complain about it either yeah. it's like oh this burden of being known for this thing like oh screw you <laughs> yeah 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 it's a privilege yeah find it we all we always find we always find ways to complain yeah um this this is the thing that 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 i've been we were talking about this a little bit before we, we turned on the microphones but you know my my past year free, freelancing and and you know i this is sort of where i am mentally right now it's just trying to you know realize that you know i've had a certain level of success with my writing but yeah. it's always been it's, it's super it's super ethereal right i mean it's you know, it's it's stuff that kind of exists on the internet for a little while and go and and goes away. Um, yeah, that's what I've been thinking of is is about is I was talking to uh, you know interviewed Joe Beal about this earlier yeah. today and just you know the the idea of whether you want to go and sit down for a few months and and write something of some sub, substance 
Yeah. It's so much easier to for me to just I'm you know, I'm fast and and it, I live in New York City. I mean that's the that's you know, that's sort of my current abusive relationship, you know, it's the, the trap, right, of living <laughs> in New York of having to do a base level in order to survive and pay your rent. Yeah. But that's good. It's good to have that push. Yeah, I guess. I, 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 it, I guess it is. I mean, you know, it, it, I guess it helps get me up in the morning in some ways, you know, and, and it starts me working. But, um, you know, I, I guess, I, you know, at the end of the day, I want to sort of like look back at what I've created and yeah. feel like I've made something. And, and, you know, and spending, you know, 10 minutes on a blog post, you don't get that. <laughs> you know, writing about... You know, writing about someone else's stuff all the time, you don't necessarily get that. It's funny talking to some of the old comic book friends, yeah. and, and it's like they've done like runs on the Avengers, yeah, and they have no. Some of the, I mean, it depends on the person, but some of them, yeah, they have no pride in that. Which, mm. I mean, I, I would be stoked by that, but they're like yeah. wanting to do more personal stuff, and they're like, God, I'm so, and they tell yeah. me that they're really jealous. That I did that, like personal, yeah. like I did what I wanted, and that you made your own thing. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm totally jealous that they got to do the Avengers or X Men sure. or like that's would yeah. be a dream or Batman. God, that's anyway. But I was, I uh, yeah, I was again. I was talking, talking to Joe about this earlier, but uh, I was listening to uh, to to, Mar- to Marin's show. Oh yeah, and he had um, one of the uh, guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. on, and he. Uh, <laughs> You know, again, a guy who's had a pretty impressive level of success that he was talking about just sitting in his house watching, um, you know, watching Tom Brady and getting jealous of Tom Brady and how crazy it is. <laughs> and his wife had to walk up to him and say, like, you, you're not trying to be a football player. Right. Like, it's crazy to, you know, I, 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 I believe me, I understand, I understand, like, envy and jealousy as much as anybody, but it's. But but it, it's it's sort of nutty to be that way when somebody is doing something completely different. But you can't you can't help yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a human emotion. Yeah. But yeah, you, you have to check. You look at yourself. Like yeah, you're living in New York City. Like it's yeah. like, and you're getting to write. I didn't bring you here to give me a pep talk. By the way, <laughs> this is, was not the point of this whole thing. I totally understand it though, way. and I, I it's a little. Th- I have to check myself and go. Yeah. I need to not be hard on myself about. Well, this is the other thing too. Is is um, you know when you get to a place where you're sort of surrounding yourself by really creative, talented people. Yeah. I mean, you're you know you're 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 setting yourself up for that trap of like lots of things to be jealous about. Right? I know, and I like them too. Like last night, um, hanging out with uh, uh, Tom Tomorrow, yeah. um, Dan Perkins, and, and uh, Ruben Bowling's. Yeah. You know, so Tom the Dancing Bug and. Um, this modern world mm-hmm. it's like these guys I just have this deep yeah. it just what they've done and what they do like I have this deep respect for them yeah. and I'm totally jealous of their <laughs> ability and their fame and like all the yeah. I don't know it's just it was funny that and but I I like them and I like hanging out with them yeah yeah it, it's, uh, it's you know it's make, like sort of carving out a path for yourself is a constant process of adjusting your expectations but what a what a privilege it is like to yeah. to go out and be like wow here's people that i genuinely respect and yeah like and they and i do basically what they do but i don't understand how how they i don't understand how they do it like it's still like a look at what exactly 
like some of the jokes in uh, Tom the Dancing Bug are just so clever and yeah. good and and the way that Dan can fl- take a situation and flip it and explain it it's just very some of that stuff is just yeah it's just a, a level of creativity that is like wow yeah. you touched into something that was good and yeah. I don't know it's just amazing to see and but then, but then you know, you, then you do you get published in the New Yorker, and it's like, how do you? What's a better thing than that? What I, name a better thing than that for what you do? I mean, you know, it's like, I, for, you know, for for uh, you know, being a in that respect, being a gag cartoonist. I mean, that's that's it, man. Yeah, that is the top. Yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice thing. It took work, but yeah, it was, it was nice. It's funny, I was hanging out with. Um, some of the other cartoonists last sure. night and what we don't have right now is a venue for our dirtier cartoons mm. and we we're all like yeah. we're all drawing we're all foul mouthed sure. and disgusting human beings and we're drawing these dirty comics in yeah. the bar and uh yeah we don't have national lampoon anymore or Screw any place or, yeah. yeah yeah there's no place yeah. to put these published so i was saying you know we should just Put together a, a book of dirty cartoons. Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, we're all. It's more blue. It's like it's funny. It's not yeah. like trying to be pornographic, but they're yeah. just silly and I don't know. So that was like last night thinking, yeah, connected up with these people, and it would be a blast. To do you not? Do you do you not think of the internet as a place to put things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's I'm old. That's yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, there's a, they're very real, you know, fiscal element to that. Obviously, that's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. If if I figure out a way to make it a revenue stream, then I think it's valid. We were working on that tablet magazine for a while. Yeah. You know, and you were you were doing stuff for that. Yeah, and that was like this is yeah. There there are times and places where it feels like publishing, yeah. and that's it's a real gray area. Um. Yeah, like getting going online, like Boing Boing really has. They've really done something interesting. Yeah, and they're, that's, they're doing. Uh, uh, are they doing this modern world or? Uh, they're or running. They're doing Tom, they're, Tom. Like Ed Pisker is doing the yeah. um, hip hop family tree in but there. I think they were doing Tom the Dancing Bug or Tom something. Tom the Dancing yeah. Bugs on there. Yeah. yeah, and they have a few others. Yeah. Um, they've been talking to J.R. Williams about running his some stuff and. Um, Oh, was it Denny Icorn? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they were. I think real they were, life. Yeah, yeah. They were. They were real at some stuff. Point. Yeah. Yeah, but th- I mean, that, that, that's. A, I think. I think there was some. Might have been some backlash on the subject material. Yeah, because he was that. talking about yeah. his life in the seventies and eighties, and he's yeah, yeah, like yeah. expressing some of his sex life, and it, yeah, people were getting really upset by his yeah. cavalier attitude about. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that, that's that's sort of one, that's one of the things that the. The you know internet strips away is 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 context and context is incredibly important. I mean you know we were talking about this a little bit, but you know if like who gets in trouble for controversial humor? And I and I sort of I I, I under I understand it from the standpoint of like you know there are certain comedians who you know when they t- tackle subject matter, you understand where they're approaching it from, and that makes it easier. There was somebody who said, oh god, one of the a-list comedians um, was saying that he had to stop 
doing edgy material because he would he would test out things and he would kind of go into these really dark places and yeah. do this really edgy material. But now people with their phones record it and put it on the internet, yeah. and yeah. so he can't do that anymore. And he said it's a very it's really hurting his process. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's just God, that that that's got to be hurting stand up comedy in every in every respect, right? I mean that's that sort of the classic model is going and yeah. workshopping your thing, but if somebody's recording your jokes before you can put it on a record, yeah, yeah. it's kind of heartbreaking because I want that edginess and yeah, it's you know it feels like we've been we've been in this transition for for forever now. I mean you know certainly since I've been writing professionally we've you know we've been making the digital transition at this point i'm just like i I just let's just have it be over and then like let's know what the new paradigm is and then i can work toward that new paradigm but now i just feel like i feel like we're all just sort of like treading water waiting to figure out what it's gonna shake do we have the freedom to do or say anything or should we be completely uptight and not make a inappropriate joke on twitter but even like even in a more but even in a more pragmatic sense um how you know how how to make money? Like what what is the new? What oh, is the that new yeah. yeah. And you know, the, the, I think the thing you realize more and more is I, I just think that maybe we're in an age now where there isn't. It's just always going to be in constant flux. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm liking digital comics more and more. That surprised me. Interesting. Yeah, like I don't, yeah. like not having them take up all that space i can sit and read a hundred issues yeah. of fantastic four okay yeah it is really it's it's it is really good for the the superhero stuff i was talking yeah. to um but I, you know i had I had scott mcleod on the show and it, and like he was like I, I wrote that book 10 years ago the uh the, the web comics book oh uh-huh you know and i'm still sort of waiting for that and i i i you know i get that i mean his micro payment thing or no just sort of the you know of, of people sort of really Making stuff for, like harnessing the web, making stuff yeah. on the web. I mean, there's there's a million web comics out there, but they're stuff that could just as easily be in print. Yeah, they're they're page based. It's yeah. like here's the proportion and the size yeah. of a page, and then yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean it's it's an easy you know it's an easy distribution model. Um, it's yeah, and, and that's I mean that's the case with with any. I've I've talked about this on the show a billion billion times, but. Um, you know, like going into ra- from radio to podcasting. That's where we are right now. We're uh, people. We're, we it's mostly people making radio shows for. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking podcasts more and more too. Like I listen yeah. to the, like the little lectures about I don't know the you know Buffalo Bill and the history of the Buffalo. And so now I want to go to the Natural History Museum and look at yeah. these oh, things. Oh, did you do that, that today? Time. No, okay. I I lounged around too yeah. long and I had coffee with Marie and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, blew my buffalo moment but I'll go tomorrow <laughs> you, blew, you blew your buffalo moment with me um, I, you know one of my favorite things that ever happened to me in New York City when I first moved here I went to the Natural History Museum um, and was there was a church group right in front of me uh huh and once we hit the evolution room, it was like really, it was incredible. Yeah, oh, just sort of watching them talk around it a little bit. It, uh, it's a weird. It's sort of a weird place to bring a church group. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense in that it's just sort of like you know G-rated, and it's mostly just animals. But then you hit a certain point where it's just like here's the primate room. Like, how do we? How do we explain this? Yeah, yeah. I would love. You know what? I would like. I've always wanted to go to that creationist museum. 
Um, mm. I don't want to necessarily buy a ticket. To, I think it's in like Cincinnati or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if there was if there was a creationist group giving tours around the Natural History Museum, I would pay money to go to that. I'd be interested. Yeah. I don't know. It it seems like I don't know, having like read the Bible a bunch now. It seems like yeah. getting obsessed about some of these aspects of it. I really don't understand that. I don't understand why they're obsessed about the creation theory being in conflict with science or, or it's like, what does it mean? Like a lot of this stuff is meant symbolically. Like we cannot, the science stuff is symbolic. Like I can't understand the science. I guess, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's hard to, to reconcile the two because, you know, evolution is just sort of the notion that these things are happening independent of an outside force creating them. But why? I mean, I, I just don't see a conflict. Yeah. And I, well, also I'm looking at the Bible a lot of like, these are ideas that are being put forward and I'm not, but yeah, yeah I'm not seeing I mean, as, there's, yeah. I mean, I mean, on a base, base level, of course there, there is a conflict. I mean, you know, there, it's just like, there, there's a conflict between things being stated there and, 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 and science, you know, how you, how you interpret is, is, is maybe a sort of a different, a different conversation and what pieces you choose to take with you, but Maybe, maybe just, that's. I don't know. I think it's, it's easier. It's easier to have a story, you know, and it's easier to have a book uh-huh. with an explanation. But there's like six explanations in there, yeah. and they don't. None of them make sense. But then again, I listen to science, and that makes no sense to me too. Like, you start getting to string theory or mm. quantum or all yeah. all matters the size of a baseball that exploded like sure i mean i'm in i'll believe it but that stuff's crazy or that we live on a ball that's in a void that's circling a little bit of fire and we're it's giant but then we're minuscule compared to the infinite number of other balls of fire with little bits of dirt circling like i can't wrap my brain around that that's (laughs) too much for me like it makes no i mean sure i'll believe it because you know science and all that, but why, why did you why did you sign on to the um, the, the the Bible? Sorry, I mean you knew Mark oh, yeah. earlier, obviously. Yeah, I liked his writing, yeah. and um, so I was just like wanting to do projects with other people, and I was wanting yeah. and his writing was at a level and interesting to me, and so I thought I just bugged him saying any project that you have, yeah. um, let's do something, you know, like whatever it is you yeah. want to do, like whatever, let's. I don't really care what it is. I just want to work with he people. He comes at like. you. He says, "Okay, I want to do a Bible story." Like, what's your what's your reaction from there? Um, well, then, yeah, we're in a bar and we're talking about um, various stories in the Bible, and he talked about. Um, I, I was saying that Job never made sense to me. Yeah, like if you're selling a religion, yeah, an and abuse of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolute bully God's of a, a God, real dick, and, and, and through most of that Old Testament. Yeah, but th- I mean, like Job and um, Isaac and Abraham, like those yeah, yeah, are kind yeah. of the stories that are very problematic. Yeah, and they have a lot of different interpretation. But Job, and and so Mark sort of ran through it, saying, "Well, here's an interpretation. It really isn't about God or selling God. It's really about it's a parable so that people can understand their own personal struggles and get through them. And mm. here's a way for you to understand the story." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, that." makes more sense to me it's still and then he wrote it up in a way 
and I was like, you know, you should do the whole Bible like this. And then that sort of started this ball rolling. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was completely selfish of like, here's the, m- the most significant or the most important piece of literature that we have yeah. in our culture. And I hadn't read it hmm. and I didn't understand it and had no, I'd only scratched little pieces here and there. And I thought this is a way for me to learn about it. Through through Mark's writing specifically, or actually yeah. sitting down and trying to read the Bible, both, but okay. more Mar- Mark's writing. I mean, like he he was really trying to say this is what was said in this section of the Bible. Like mm. here's the story, and yeah. here's here's um, an interpretation of it, or here's here's what happens in this anecdote, and this is what it means, or. Yeah. Um, I don't know, people say that, you know, I have these conversations and they're saying, oh, you've, you know, um, edited the Bible or, or you've done this or you, and it's like, no, this is actually, in a lot of ways, it's just another translation. Mm. And King James is a translation and... It, it, you know, it, it's it's editing from the standpoint of there are obviously not everything is going to make it in. I mean, there's... Right. There, there are books devoted to just lineage. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of beginnings in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's that. But then you have to argue, like, what is the relevancy of that? Like, what was the intention behind the story of Job, yeah. or the story of Isaac, or like, is this meant to be symbolic? Is it literal? Is it like? So he's arguing that that it, you know, that it's just it's sort of the Bible's way of saying like, you know, God doesn't hate you because things are going poorly for Job. Or yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I guess Job specifically. Yeah, I would. That's a decent. Um, that's a decent interpretation. Yeah, yeah like don't take it personally, yeah. just because <laughs> you have boils and live in the yeah. dump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your it's wife, it's uh, hard not to read inse- like some insecurity on God's part, and in, and in, in yeah. especially the Abraham and Isaac story. God, I, uh, Ben Schwartz did a cartoon recently of. Um, God is Abraham and Isaac, and he has the, the knife, and he's like about to stab yeah. his son, and and God and the angel are up above, and and the angel's like moving forward, and God's holding the angel back, and he says, "Wait for it." <laughs> it's like, oh, that is so good. Yeah. It, that one made me mad. I was like, how yeah. did he think of that? Yeah. And it just it just was so. He's, supposedly, people have been. It, it's gotten a lot of reaction, like yeah. a lot of people, and upset a lot of people. Yeah. Because it's irreverent, yeah. Interpretation of a very, yeah. Know, I mean, that's a good. That's a good one. Just, just in the way that it, it it's kind of, a, it's kind of an interpretation of the entire Bible. Yeah, you know, because it's really this idea of like God putting a show on for Himself. It just made me. It just made me laugh. The tension and the like, yeah. the the torture that obviously Isaac and Abraham went through there, and then just that that God would have this like kind of like yeah sense of humor about yeah. watching this agony of yeah. it, it was, yeah it just made me laugh and so yeah I, I emailed him and said you know hey like can you draw this for me and I'll draw something for you so he sent me an original of that oh, cool. cartoon yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great so I put up on my wall now. like that's yeah. that's what I like now is like I see something I really like and I can call them up yeah and you know get the real get the original it's like holy crap what a that yeah. makes me feel better about yeah, oh. I need to be. Yeah, I need to do a better job of just sort of like telling people I like to think they made. Yeah, you know, I mean, you take you, you you sort of take it for granted, and and 
uh, you know, my, I don't know, I, um, I it was certainly, certainly like skewed on that for a while, especially when I was you know, pretty exclusively doing reviews of people's work. I mean, it's hard. It, it, it's, it, it's weird to sort of sit down and write. I mean, on the face of it, it's just weird to sit down and write a thousand words about something somebody else made. Um, but then to do that and also send somebody an email and say, oh, yeah, this is, I liked, I liked that. I like that thing that you did. No, it's great. Yeah. It should be, you know, like then, yeah, yeah they'll, I mean, I'm happy to give away my art to yeah. people. It, it's, I'm flattered that people would want it. It's, you know, burden to get yeah. something and then they have to carry it around with you and take care of it and you know but you spe- but you spend so much time you know just like trying to play it cool around people <laughs> trying to not you know like especially like early on uh, when you're trying to sort of like ingratiate yourself in a certain way and not act like you know you you've you know you've been around for a while and you know and I I I certainly know enough people in comics now that it's not not an issue but but early on you know it's hard not to – you have to stop yourself from gushing. You have to make a point not to gush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. But but a genuine like, oh, I really appreciate yeah. this or I really want to have this in my life. Like, I don't know. That's yeah. a reasonable – I guess I guess we sort of, I guess we walk around assuming that once people uh, achieve a certain level of success that they're just getting that all the time. Yeah. That would be nice, but yeah. <laughs> no, you know, like, you know, it's like, it, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, there's Shannon Wheeler. Like, oh, oh I don't want to be the hundredth person today to tell him how much too much coffee man changed my life. Jesus, yeah. yeah. That is, it does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, then you, then you like sort of sidle up for somebody and then, you know, try to, I, I heard somebody talking about this today about, you know, like, uh, celebrity, about like seeing somebody you like, you know, maybe like a musician you like, and then what's your way in that conversation? Do you bring up something else entirely? Yeah, I had dinner with Robert Crumb, and there yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm just not going to talk about comics with him." And it kind of yeah. broke my heart because here's my chance to talk about comics with yeah. a guy who. But I don't know. But if they're, a, I don't know if they're a friend, and the walls have gone down, then yeah. Well, you know, um, that's it exactly. That's yeah. That's a, a different thing entirely. Yeah. But. Like Drew, it's really nice that I I like his Friedman. Uh, no, I don't I don't know him, but Drew Dernovich, he's another uh, New Yorker cartoonist guy. I just yeah, um, yeah. We're just talking about yeah, process. Like, how do we make the language funnier in a cartoon? And I, I was, and then I re- like I'm in this conversation with him about about that, and I, all of a sudden I realize like, wow, this is a guy like who I feel is kind of above me yeah. artistically. And I'm like exchanging, like hearing yeah. like this is shop. priceless. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was amazing. It was yeah. really, and I had to stop myself and go, Oh, I need to appreciate this. And yeah. Yeah. Is there, have you never, have you never had that impulse to, you know, not give too many secrets away? No. Okay. It's, Some people have that. Yeah. No, I think it's, I'm the worst magician. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, yeah. here's how I do talking to, um, yeah. Ken Fisher about uh, Tom, the dancing. He's like, cause I was saying how much I like God, man. And that's another cartoon that I'm really jealous of. Like it's funny. And it's like that. He thought of God, man as a superhero, yeah. like Superman. Ken God, man. Uh, Ruben, Ruben Bowling. Yeah. Ruben yeah. Bowling. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and he was saying he it's did such a smart idea. Oh, God, yeah. and that's one of those things where you just have to figure that out at once, and you're set. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and he said that. that he does. I'm like, why don't you do a comic book that collects these? They were. He's like, no, there's a mechanic to it, and it's like once people figure out that here's the oh, here's the joke to it, and yeah. and um, if they once they see them side by side, and he told me that, and so I went back and I reread those, and he is so wrong about that. They're so good. He, yeah. They're f- like he really he's hard on himself in a way that I don't know. I just. Yeah. The surprises and the insights and the, I don't know. I I made him promise he'd send me an original. Like we're gonna swap originals. Like that's another. Because there's times you don't have to buy like, wallpaper at this point. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I went to, you know, it's like a Chris Ware and and uh, all these people that were in the college paper with me, and I wish I had like drawn more with them or swapped cartoons mm-hmm. with them or or just bought their cartoons yeah. or something. Um, Scott McCloud stuff like I, I that uh, understanding comics he had all the originals for sale yeah yeah and I you know, yeah. it was like 40 bucks or something and I was, oh it's too expensive yeah like, why didn't I just buy a page I mean yeah. I, I'm just an idiot so I've been I'm really trying to make an effort more of like if I genuinely like something to try to it's the a, pay, a comics page is the best piece of wall art in the yeah. world it's like there's nothing it's you know it's like an instant conversation piece it's just a nice yeah it gives me pleasure to look at it i really like yeah i really like seeing the the pencil marks and you know yeah and the the false starts and everything else that you can see on a real real comics page yeah yeah that's yeah that's neat (laughs) so um you know now that you've achieved the new yorker thing like now now that you've now you've got that yeah i mean what you know what is like I mean, collaborations, you said, are, are a big I, thing going forward. Yeah, I've liked doing that. I've liked working with Mark, and um, I want to write something. Dean Haspiel was like, if you write something, I'll draw it. So oh, they, cool. I'd, I, w- I want to do that, and I've been thinking about that. Um, oh, that's got to be a superhero thing. Dean's involved, right? I actually want to make it about a writer, mm. a frustrated writer, possibly in a superhero world, but make it a kind of a, a noir-ish story. Yeah. So it'll be... The start is a guy complaining about his job, and he's he is the ghostwriter for the Dalai Lama, so he writes the tweets for the Dalai Lama. Yeah. But so he's writing these Zen insightful yeah. things, but then his life has just fallen apart, and yeah. he's just a you know his girlfriend cheated on him, and he's in the bar, and he's unhappy, and he's angry at himself, and angry at his life, and. So that's where it starts, but then like a bank robbery and I don't know stupid stuff. I and I yeah, I was thinking like oh, the, almost getting in a fight with a blind woman, um, which happened to me where I almost got in a fight with a blind woman. I thought, well, that's an anecdote. I can put that in and have Dean draw it. That'd be great. He'd be right. great at stop, that. Stop, stop, back up. <laughs> the blind woman. Yeah. Um. I was at the Mars Bar, which is a dive bar, in, you know, in New York, and was it was a dive bar in New York? Yeah, yeah. one of the most disgusting places. Oh, so I loved it so much. Yeah, <laughs> I, was a big, I was a big fan of that place. And I'm in there drinking, and um, there's this drunk guy who I don't know. He's like making a lot of noise, and so he's being dragged out. And I said something like, "Can I help you?" leave or I don't know so then he gets really hostile with me and the girlfriend's pulling him out and she's like I'm sorry and so that guy 
ends up leaving, and then he throws a glass at the at the bar, and it breaks, but it doesn't break the window or anything. He just the throws glass, it at the yeah. door. But they jump in a cab and zip off. But that violence or whatever sort of made it broke the spell. So all of a sudden, everybody in the bar yeah, yeah, talked yeah. to each other. Yeah, and it. So those walls came down. So we're all like, it's a very New York moment, laughing and talking yeah. about it, and like, um, and then about five or ten minutes later, there's another crash, and we all like jumped because we thought, oh, is the guy, the drunk guy, back, and is there going to be a fight or whatever? Um, but it was the blind lady who was at the end of the bar who had put her bar on a sloped part of the, of the and it slid off and yeah. fell, and I started laughing because. We were so tense, to, you know, like it. And then she started saying, you know, are you, you know, are you laughing at me? I was like, no, I'm not laughing at you. I was just trying to explain myself. You know, it's yeah. so tense. And I was just releasing. And she's like, can't you see I'm blind? And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I didn't, I'm yeah. not laughing at you. It was just a circumstance. And she like, you know, God damn it. Can't you see I'm blind? And she's furious now and like walking towards me with her fists up. And I just, I, I was like, wow, I'm about to get in a fight with a blind lady yeah. or at least get beat up. One of the two. If I defend myself, like it's a no win situation. No. So I, you know, I, I get off and I can't explain myself. She's already committed. So I, I have to slide off my bar stool quietly and like tiptoe back. So I'm standing against the wall and everybody's kind of like laughing as she's like now yelling at my empty bar stool. So you ran away from a fight with a blind lady. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no... Yeah. yeah there's yeah. no dog in that fight. I like no, no ego in there. No, yeah, no, of course. No, yeah. I'm not going to... Yeah. 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 Yeah, so she's yelling at my empty... Yeah. Yeah. That's, it was a step away from being like a Fairly Brothers movie. Like... Yeah. You, you, you knocking at it. A blind lady. Yeah. And then the bartender comes out. You know, she comes around the yeah. back and is like, oh, you've had too much. And then gets a cab for her and... She's like, oh, yeah, she, you know, white wine, she drinks too much of it. It's something that always interests me, though, is, you know, it's kind of like walking walking around your life and, and, and collecting these stories. And, you know, maybe maybe at some point down the road, they'll, they'll, they'll figure, figure into something. Is there a reason why that that story matches that idea? The inhibition, I was, like, struggling originally, like... How do I create a narrative, a plot, and sort of forcing this plot onto this character? Like, what can I do that's like, you know, uh, snatch or something, or or, or um, train spotting, or you know, what can I do that sort of has this narrative that moves this guy in a murder yeah. mystery or something? I don't know. And it was just contrived, and I was bored with it and frustrated. And then I thought, well, it's really more the people around him and that's when I started thinking like if I just pull in my personal experiences and use whatever story I tell as a as a framework to hang these what I think is a lot more interesting like these like that that story is I think it's funny I mean like not at the time I was I was terrified yeah but later I was like this is funny and like so if I if I string those together, like that'll make that makes it interesting to me. Yeah, I, I, this, I mean that's another that's another thing I've always found interesting is sort of the m- mundanity of life in a fantastic place. You know, of like a, in a world where something amazing can exist. I mean, there's 
got to be yeah. somebody just sweeping up after it, right? Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's always... I always wanted... I always thought it would be fun to do a story about um, uh, what happened to the radioactive spider. It, it Yeah, somebody... I read one about that where it bites a second person and then that person yeah oh no no but to me it's like no i mean even 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 beyond that on a a really macro level like well i mean that spider probably has radioactive powers right like it's a little super spider yeah fighting flies does it just go on yeah does it go on can it lift up cars i mean there's there's a lot of unanswered (laughs) questions to me and that's that's a pretty interesting i mean i think that's yeah yeah i mean that that's that's where superhero comics really for better for worse turn that corner yeah um, I mean, that's you know, I think that's why everybody loves Watchmen so much, is because there's a certain blurring that line. Yeah, yeah. it's humanity. Yeah, yeah the characters and, and sort it, of cartoon logic. It feels like there's backstory to every character. Yeah, like you read three panels. Yeah, and you kind of feel like, oh, this is a whole life. That, yeah, yeah, it's a nice. Yeah, you know, too, too much copy man is an interesting case because it was like, you know, it's it's almost the antithesis to God man in that like he's just kind of a cipher, yeah. right? I mean, it's like because you're like, oh, I came up with this thing, um, just having like copies. She has a copy mug for a head. I mean, that's I didn't I didn't just set myself up for great stories for life, right? Yeah, yeah, and every single one of them I have to sort of like recreate the world, recreate the yeah. template. Was, was I'm trying to think back. I mean, was he ever more of a superhero? No. No. Okay. Never. Did that not interest you? Yeah. Okay. You were and talking I'm, about how much you like to, to write Batman or... Yeah, but that's... That's like a puzzle. Like, how do I do mm. this? And But even with the Batman stuff, like, my brain, it's like, oh, I'd... I'd like to write the Alfred story so that, you know... Yeah, exactly. Batman leaves and, like, Alfred, what does he do all day? Yeah, and he tries on that costume probably. Yeah. <laughs> right? He was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he does, like, weird stuff. Yeah. He's got to invent, like, things. And there'd probably be people that come try to break into the house because it's a big mansion. Yeah. And so he's got to deal with these criminals. Was or, he the only person really at working at Wayne Manor? I mean... That's why they had it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it's Wayne Manor and the Batcave, right? It makes yeah. sense, right? I mean, you can't you can't hire too much help because because right. you'd have to vet each and yeah. every one and swear them all to At silence. At some point, and, it's yeah. gonna they're gonna catch on. Yeah, wow, that's yeah, he, yeah, that's a tough. But I thought he'd be funny to write. Yeah, yeah. Also, like also by he he. I mean, he raised Bruce, right? So he's pretty pretty old by that point. Yeah, and he fought in World War Two. There's like little tidbits of backstories yeah. that, yeah, that they put out every now and again. But were you were you a part of that? I mean, did you get a, a chance at all? Like, there, there was that that interesting period in sort of the, I think it was like the late '90s, early aughts, where like Marvel's like, oh yeah, let's just give Peter Bag a, a miniseries. I did a, um, I did the uh, Strange Tales. I did okay. a. a story in there yeah. uh, Red Skull story okay whereas from his point of view yeah and he'd moved he'd retired he'd moved to South America and he was living with um, indigenous people yeah and he was happy he had a couple wives and I see sort of like everything's it's living like that old Nazi like yeah old Nazi exactly it's like, retiring <laughs> and, yeah 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 that, what is it the uh, boy, boys boys from Brazil 
Something like that. Yeah. Like, is it the boys from Brazil? I always loved that. Yeah. I actually used that as a template for raising my own kids. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. No, oh. I, what is the context? <laughs> um, in the film, what they did is they cloned, and this is one I've never seen. It was described yeah. to me, so, but I like the description so much, and I... <laughs> think about it like, i know if i see it i'll just be disappointed sure. but they so they clone hitler and they they have like yeah i don't know 15 hitlers yeah, yeah, like and then they hitlers, yeah. they're trying to reproduce all the traumatic events in hitler's life so at age yeah. eight they go and they kill all the moms mm-hmm. and at age 12 they go and they i don't know chase him with dogs or something yeah. i don't know but they're they're trying to make the hitler so they have to like yeah, yeah, yeah. hit the right freudian yeah yeah you know buttons. right yeah. And I, so raising my kids, I just thought, oh, that's an interesting thought. So let's all watch Godzilla movies when yeah. you're four years old because I like Godzilla, and this will give us. Are you trying to turn them into little yous? Well, not necessarily. Just people. <laughs> I want to turn them yeah. into people I like, so that we have a <laughs> we have a common language. Like yeah, yeah, Speed Racer that's cartoons. Like, yeah, like yeah, which episode? The pineapple episode. Yeah, cool. That's yeah. That's what it is. I mean, that's that's where like you know, I I um, I definitely started getting along with my dad a lot better after I stopped living with him. You know, our, our relationship was a little more uh, uh, contentious for various reasons at home. But like later, um, you know, it'd be like, oh, you know, let's go to the Tom Petty show or something. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like let's like that's what it is. It's like pop cultural touchstones, like right. finding things that you can. Yeah, I get that. So I just want yeah. Yeah, Godzilla, yeah. Speed Racer. I don't know. I give them a good, you know, like let's watch Doctor Who together. Yeah. Or let's, you know, let's make sure that they have enough knowledge about these things that I like. Star Trek, yeah. you know. But get, getting 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 back to the um, the, the superhero things. I mean, the, th- the thing that really occurs to me is that it's really it's doing fan fiction, but doing it on a. A, a broader level and you know and, and, and getting paid money to do it but it is in a sense it's kind of fan fiction right oh yeah totally I was once at a party at, at San Diego and, and I was like eavesdropping I was like sitting on a couch I heard these two guys start talking about um, the different karates that, that uh, Batman would yeah, use yeah, yeah. and see a, a Krav Maga guy uh, I don't what is that that's the Israeli uh, oh god I don't I'm sure know. Batman studied a little bit of hand yeah. combat in his They're like, well, yeah, oh, it would be this kind of karate. Yeah. And like, oh, no, it would be He's crossed with this. And, guy, I guess, right? and it, yeah. yeah, it just went on yeah. and on. And, and I just thought, this is the geekiest. Yeah. Like, I can't believe, like, of course, I'm going to listen to this, like, yeah. at a convention. Yeah. So I, I look, I turn around and I look. It's like, oh, there's, it's uh, Matt Wagner talking to Frank Miller. <laughs> 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 like, okay, well, these two guys, yeah. <laughs> like, are actually yeah. doing the, I was like, that's pretty yeah. funny that. Huh. That's good. To, that, that's that's really heartening, though. That like you know that it's not just I, you know that 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 they care that much about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 nice. It's, it's yeah. It's kind of in a weird way. It's nice. It's nice to know that. Yeah, they were they have like, something invested in the character. It was a serious, yeah, deep conversation they were having about how he would fight and why he would fight that way. And that that's the thing that that's happening right now. Those like it, how the the lines. Yeah, you know, especially especially with social media and, and everything else, like how how much the lines between creators and fans have been have been blurred. Yeah, even 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 on like a hyper local level, like you know, actually getting an opportunity to talk to somebody or give them that feedback and tell them you like something. But, yeah, that is neat. But also like 
you know, I, I, I go back and forth on this. You know, I'm, I think I'm, I'm certainly at a point in my life right now where I'm not excited about Avenger movie trailers. You are excited or you're I'm not? I'm not excited. Yeah, I'm there too. And I'm yeah. like, like, okay, you know, tell me when it's out. Like, but I don't, like Chappie or whatever, which I really want to see. I yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that guy's movies. I mean, that, but the trailers, like every time I see one of those trailers, I just think this looks terrible. I have no interest in this. Well, but. I, I guess it's, but, but more than that, it's it's sort of like, you know, we're, we're at a point in, cult, in culture right now where like, you know, we... When we, you know, when we were, when we were old men now, when we were, we were, you know, when we were kids, like, uh, you, you took what you could get. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you, you would watch a really terrible Batman cartoon. Or right. you watch, like, I remember being really excited about uh, Batman crossover episodes on Scooby-Doo because there wasn't, mm-hmm. I think that for whatever, whatever year that was, there wasn't a Batman cartoon on, on the time. So just, just that sort of, like, peace. But now, it, now it's... You know, now they're talking about uh, doing like uh, an X Men Avengers Spider Man crossover. Right, movie. like the Spider Man thing. I should be excited about that, yeah. but yeah, it's there's so much. Yeah, I'm just like, l- let me just w- let it happen when it happens, and I'll but, be. Ex- but even beyond that, it's like it's like just w- like when you know, like I, I was I was th- thinking about like you know crossovers. You know, I remember. Uh, I remember when a game called uh, Super Smash Brothers came out. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. one, and that yeah. was like such a novel idea at the time. Like that, you know, that Mario and Zelda or Link, right. I guess, where everybody's in the same game. But now it's just like that's how culture is. Yeah, and now it's you know if, if the, the the fanboys complain enough on Twitter, like it'll happen. And it's you know when when there's literally forty Marvel and DC movies in the works, like how do you how do you get excited about that? Yeah, I never thought I would burn out on pop culture, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, growing up, I was like, if only they could make a good superhero movie. Yeah. And now it's like, so many of them. I'm like, God, really, another superhero movie? Like, what do we? Every once in a while, though, every once in a while, uh, something breaks through in an interesting way. Like, I remember, I think it was on a plane. I think it affected me a little bit more as I was on a plane. I don't know. It's something about the altitude. Um, but I, I, I watched... I didn't really have much interest in it at all, but I watched X-Men First Class on a plane. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is... This is it, you know? I mean, this is like after years of complaining about yeah. people doing super. No, they're doing them great. I mean, yeah. as Avenger movies, I think, are phenomenal. Yeah. I, I liked all the Thor movies. Like... No, they're really yeah. top notch, and yeah. the Iron Man movies. I like. I've liked all of them. Yeah. I'll go see all of them. But it's weird that I'm also kind of like bored with it in a, yeah, in a like way. Withhold, but withhold, withhold a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I'm in though. I mean, I in Chappie, I'm definitely going to go yeah. see that. Like, but that's, that's a different. But that's a different yeah. case. I mean, that's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what I don't. It, yeah. <laughs> Die Antwerp or whatever. God, I. <laughs> I went to when I was in Portland. I went to a strip club as you do when you're in Portland, and people were dancing to the Deant order day. Like oh, that was like God. the thing at the time. Oh man, that was I, the zeitgeist. That was the Portland stripper zeitgeist. I wish that didn't surprise me. <laughs> at least it wasn't the was it uh, Taco Bell Pizza Hut song. Oh, was that a thing for a while? The yeah. uh, DOS racist or people? Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, song, but yeah, I never. 
I don't know if they played it in a strip club or not. I have no I'm idea. Sure. That, but, but I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Think about it, yeah. I'm sure they did. The thing is then, it's like that song then is forever colored yeah. with that experience of... Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like strip clubs. I don't. <laughs> they don't make me feel good about me or other people. And that... It's not a good... It, w- it was... Uh, what was that place? Mar- was it Mary's place? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I was staying at a hotel across the street from that. When I worked in a video store, I was saying how nothing was shocking anymore. And one of the other guys in the video store said, like, oh, I'll give you a videotape that will shock you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I get it. And, it, yeah, it was the most disgusting. Like, it was a series of clips. It was a VHS tape. And um, there's a song of... Um, Raindrops keep falling on my head yeah. that they used as a soundtrack yeah. for Butch Cassidy. Well, that was fine. Yeah. This yeah. the video that it was a soundtrack for on this VHS tape was not fine. Yeah. And this was the cleanest. It got, it got weird. Like each shot thing, I watched ten minutes of. I couldn't get it. Yeah, it freaked me out. But this one was like people just urinating on each other, which now I guess is like old hat. But for me at the time, it did shock me. I was like, yeah. wow, this really, like, I was like, oh my. But now that song is forever colored with that image with of people yellow. urinating yeah. on each other. I was like, ah, oh, God. It, it, like a dinner party thing. And yeah, I was like, God, it's yeah. like, yeah, now I, I just wish I hadn't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's on you, man. I know. You had I that know, conversation. Yeah. He told you that. I, yeah, I dare, you knew. I, yeah. You yeah. knew it. You knew yeah. going into it what you were what you were going to get from that. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like Facebook has yeah, like faces of death. I remember when that was shocking. Yeah. yeah and now yeah, like yeah. Facebook is like, oh, here are cops shooting the homeless. Like yeah. I, when when did this yeah become the norm of like um. I don't know. That's a change in our culture. I'm yeah, that I uh, yeah. I when the um, I think I like t- tweeted something at some point when the when the Eric Gardner thing was happening. Yeah, his Eric Gardner video it was like fourteen seconds. Yeah, and that's the first case I remember very specifically of them. You know, like I you know I I'll watch like a lot of like CNN or MSNBC at the gym. Yeah. and and they'll do they always do the thing whenever they have limited video where they just play it over and over again and talk over it yeah and at some point I was just like oh yeah remember that this is a video of a human being dying yeah it's horrifying <laughs> that you're it's... you know that in in the last minute that you've watched the same person literally you know die oh. ten times that's a change in our culture yeah. that I'm getting used to that but but you know I, I, that's the question it's like you know I mean it's it is Thankfully, it's still powerful and affecting. I mean, it, we're we're not quite yeah. to the point where we're jaded. So, like, maybe it's maybe that's worth maybe that's worth seeing. Maybe that's worth showing. Maybe it's worth you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a t- horrible thing that happened. Yeah, but then the, there's not what comes out of that is that the you know goes on paid leave or something. Well, the woman that twittered yeah. a bad joke has her life ruined. I'm not sure. Yeah, it, those are two aspects of the internet that I, I guess I'm saying that you know it's it's. You don't want to, you don't want to sh- like sh- you don't want to shield people from it. You don't, you know. Eventually, we'll have changed. Like, I, yeah, I know, like the Selma thing. Like, it was that the videotapes of yeah. the beatings changed the yeah. country. Like, th- people did not know how bad it was. Yeah. How or much the, the coffins in Vietnam? Yeah, yeah. yeah these are yeah. images that yeah. seem to actually shift and change. I'm just wondering. 
I'm not feeling a shift and a change. Maybe it's coming. I think, though. I think, I think there's a little bit one in that. I think I, I think you're right in that it's not immediate. Um, obviously, that video wasn't going to change the the New York City police system. But I think the fact that like that was up there that 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 people saw it that it was like very clearly a chokehold and that guy very clearly died. And that's at the very least that's what brought people out on the street. And that's what you know. Um, again, like baby steps, but you know that's why. We're moving uh, towards change. Yeah, and, and, and I, you know, I and, and so. you know, I mean, the, the um, you know, there's a, the Eric Holder report that came out recently, and some, some, you know, something. I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah. the, at the very least, like, it's good to get it out there. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope, if it does something positive, then I'm all in. Like yeah. that's the, but yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. Right? The idea is ultimately like let's get to a point where like there's no video like that to have to show people, <laughs> right? That's a, fair enough. That's the, that yeah. would be the, the, the end goal. Sorry. But uh, but I, I I agree with you that, and I don't know I don't know if there's an answer to this. I don't know if there's a workaround, but um, it's problematic that I'm running on a treadmill and then that's just on, and I forget that that's somebody. Right. Dying. Yeah. That's yeah. a problem. And then I get. Yeah. It's like, oh, not again, you know, like, but not as in like, I'm horrified, but as in, I'm just sort of tired of seeing it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Which is I can't. awful. Yeah. I'm, um, yeah, I, I, place to be in. I'm at a point like this week where I can't watch anything else about ISIS, <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. My cat is named ISIS, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of the, the joke that I've tell is like yeah i'm thinking of changing your name to isil yeah i don't know it's a stupid joke yeah, that's it's a, like that's a, i was gonna tweet it in there i was like you yeah. know if i tweet this like is this gonna be i think that's okay i think you can do it like that <laughs> <laughs> although you know I, too soon not too it's soon not too soon but it but that that i think the problem you run into there is that that just sounds like it's just a joke right and just being a joke is isn't it, it it, it, it it's a little bit hacky, but the fact that your cat has actually named that, yeah, <laughs> and it, you know, but there's no there's no setup. You can't do setup on Twitter. You can't like right. tell the story of the fact that you actually have this cat, right? And the funny thing is, she's not named after. I got her, and she was named that. And oh, she's it, not named after the terror group. <laughs> no, she, I, <laughs> she's she's um, I yeah, I got her. I don't know, ten years ago or whatever. And um, the guy I got her from, he was like, oh, you should I said, oh, that's really cool. Egyptian, yeah. they love cats. It's sort of a funny... And he looked at me, he's like, like I was crazy. And he's like, no, it's the, the band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, the band? And I looked at him like I had no idea what he was talking about. Oh, I only heard about them because of this ISIS thing. <laughs> and he looked at me like I was... You know, like we were looking at each other like we were both like, yeah. stupid. No, he... And then we're just like, oh, okay, let's just move on, that, and I'll give you that. That you hadn't heard of Isis the band is not on you. Right. Oh. It's, and he hadn't heard of Isis the goddess either. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. No, you're, you you come out looking good in that, in that story. <laughs> but then somebody asked me if, if the cat's named after um, Isis from Star Trek. Oh. There's the shape changer okay. in the episode where they go back in time and Logan Six or something. I can't remember the guy's name. It was like, he's from the future. They go back. You know, Enterprise back in time, and there's the guy in the future, and there's the space launch, and yeah. the guy has a cat, and the cat actually is a shapeshifter, but the cat's name is Isis. Yeah. Obscure reference, yeah. <laughs> now, talk, talk about, like, the, the luckiest fanboy in the world is J.J. Uh, J. Abrams. Like, oh, no kidding. I mean, 
That's going to be great. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's already done Star Trek, and now he gets to go and do, like... Yeah, know, Star it. Wars. Like, it's, it is... Yeah. That is the pinnacle of fan fiction. Yeah. But the pressure on him... Yeah. ...to not screw up. Like, no matter what he does, he's yeah. going to be criticized. Like, he's got to have a thick skin. Yeah. And the pressure on him... It's double-edged like, sword, though. Like, like, in some ways, it's a really high bar. In some ways, it's a really low bar. Yeah, fair enough. I liked uh, the, the New Yorker had that um, the designer at um, at Apple, and he went Johnny and met, Ive. Um, yeah, and yeah. he met met with JJ uh, Abrams, yeah. and they both talked about sort of the pressure on them. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. I was like th- that those two guys would kind of yeah. know each other. That rarefied air of hanging out at Lucas Ranch and. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's the other that's the other thing too is you know a, attaining that certain level of success. Like that's the nice thing about having a low bar. Yeah, you know, if, you know once you once you have that huge thing. I wrote a Yoda story that I really wanted to. Yeah, but I don't know so for like a comic or. Yeah, I pitched it, but it was like right when when. Um, uh, Dark Horse was losing their license, uh, so um, yeah. but then it turned out that there was a really similar story that hadn't that nobody knew about. Huh. It was in the Clone Wars, or so. I wanted to do Yoda alone on the planet, sort of in between, like before Luke comes. Yeah, yeah. Dagobah. Yeah, yeah. Like and just again the da- the day to day life of. Yeah, I mean, when there's flying, there's creatures and stuff. He has to. Yeah, there'd be like the the swamp yeah. worms and. All this weird bat things. Yeah, the, yeah. the tree stump that's evil, and I don't know. It was like, yeah, there was. Yeah, I heard a whole Yoda story. It's like that's. Yeah, I'd love to do. Or what about right after Luke left? That'd be good too. You know, because like it's like he had a house guest <laughs> for a while. <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, it's a swamp, so there's probably not a lot of cleanup you have to do. I had him hook up with a cat. Um. Yeah, no, when you say hook up. No, he just like gets a cat. Okay. And he's like always mad at the cat. You know, Yoda was, he's such a, you know, so he's just mad at the cat. Yeah. But then it turns out that the cat is actually like a um, a Jedi as well, but even okay. more elevated and powerful. So that Yoda, he ends up learning a lot of lessons from the cat was kind of my story take. <laughs> so then it was echoed when like Luke yeah. comes and he's like... Imparting lessons to Luke of I like see. size yeah. not mattering and yeah, you know y- Yoda would say that yeah. I do like the idea of like of of Yoda sort of you know and, and maybe at some point in his life um, him having these sort of grandiose ideas and nobody really taking him seriously. And I thought yeah, and I thought too like an explanation for why he talks like an idiot. Right, I mean, not not like what he says, which is like just the like order the, in which he says it. Right, like why can he not get grammar yeah. correct? Why, yeah. like that makes no sense if he's yeah. this brilliant. Yeah, like grammar is not yeah that difficult. Just put the verb where it's supposed to be. Um, we all have our blind spot, Shannon. But it's not a blind spot. What I thought is that um, my explanation is that he's tied in. You know, like you've got these um, quarks and you've got things that are going backwards in time. Like he's plugged into a larger universe where time is not linear where everything that will happen has already happened exactly and so in his head like that's why 
the sentences are coming out wrong because huh. it's it just they're not linear. Interesting. It, it has to do with yeah his his reality is well that this is the um, this is the issue right this is the issue with this the the the, the fight between science and religion this is why um i i think it's hard to accept some of those things you know if you are a believer of the bible to accept uh-huh. something like like evolution because star wars episode one <laughs> mm-hmm. the phantom menace right a lot of complaints about that one but i think like the real you know beyond the bad acting and right jar jar banks and all these other things Pod racing and <laughs> the races. Midichlorians. Of, Don't forget the midichlorians. No, 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 no I'm just getting a midichlorians. Yeah. Because I think that that is the fundamental problem that a lot of people had was trying to explain something mystical with science. Right. And it loses. And, you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe that's why it's hard reconciling evolution with the Bible because, you know, maybe something loses its power when mm-hmm. there's a logical explanation for it. Maybe, but I—I I mean, one afternoon I would—I would—I drop my kids off to a karate lesson. I go and I'm, I'm having a beer. You know, it's like three in the afternoon, right? Like an hour to kill. So I'm just sitting, talking to the bartender. This guy comes in. He looks kind of homeless, crazy guy. He gets a beer. He sits down. I start talking to him, and um, we start talking about quarks for whatever yeah. reason, and quark theory and string theory yeah. and. And he's just sort of rattling off all this crap. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I was saying, you know, string theory and the resonance and like what that means and that time not being linear. And like, yeah. And then he left and I was like, you know, like, yeah, that guy sounded like he sort of sounded like he knew what I was talking about. And the yeah. guy and the bartender goes, yeah, that's the preeminent physicist. Yeah. Like he won a Nobel Prize. Like that's yeah. the quark guy. Yeah. Like that's who any when you want to talk about quark like that is yeah. the guy like, holy shit well of course he's in berkeley like that's yeah, i yeah, mean yeah, it just yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. but um he just sounded like a homeless person though like yeah. it sounded crazy like the the high end science is crazier than anything biblical yeah, uh, just be, you know, again, just because I, we, you know, I haven't, I think, ex- been able to sort of drill it down in such a way. Like, I, I think that, you know, scientists don't really know why why these things are. But no, I mean, that's not, you know, yeah. I'm totally it's serious. It's not they logical. Don't, yeah. They don't know why it's behaving the way it is. Some, some, someday they probably will. Maybe. Yeah, I hope so. But, I mean, but, uh, but, you know, I think, I think that that, yeah, I mean, that, that, that plays on the magic thing a little bit because of the, um, because of the vessel, because of who was actually explaining it to you, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, just that that idea, and and you know that idea that like you know there's a fine line between this guy could have easily gone in the other direction. This yeah. guy could have easily just been a crazy person, and you wouldn't have known. Or maybe know, both. Maybe he's a crazy person yeah. and the preeminent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and and that and that's a that's a magical idea. I mean, the, you know, the the that sort of like it's a it's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Is the idea yeah. that the difference between madness and genius and yeah. I mean, that's you know, you couldn't pay you know a thousand dollars to yeah. have a conversation with a you know yeah. like to to get that. It was just a random. It was funny. I liked it. Yeah. A, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, give, 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 given the idea and uh, of you know, of like, 
you know, if it's, say you're presented with two ideas and it's independent of, of all of the baggage that religion has and science and all these other things. But, you know, if, if you're, if somebody sits you down in a vacuum and says, you know, listen, like you can, I've got two explanations for the same thing. Right. One of them is that um, over the course of hundreds of millions of years, certain animals were able to uh, reproduce. Right. And that's why these are the way they are. Or uh, a few thousand years ago, there was a big boat. <laughs> you know, or, or like a right. omnipotent being creating things out of, out of clay. Like, from a storytelling perspective, the Bible's a much better story. Yeah, it's got a narrative, I guess. I mean, it depends how you tell the story of, you know, evolution. Because you can tell that in a narrative that's really well done. But, yeah, the the Bible definitely been honed down to be a, a interesting story. What the Bible does really well is, is uh, I mean, I, I, obviously it's a long book and none of us are sitting down and reading it, or most of us aren't. But it, it it's still a relatively concise thing. I liked what well, one thing Mark had to say about it. He said that it was basically a lot of very intelligent people arguing their ideas about how to live life. Yeah, and that's that's a way to look at the Bible is mm. like arguments. Like here's a way to look at life. Here's another way to look at life, and that's conflicting arguments. I mean, yeah, so I yeah. mean, conflicting, not conflicting, but yeah, I mean, it's just like. Let's try out this theory and see if this works. Like, yeah, you really shouldn't eat shellfish. That's what life is about. Like yeah. that Leviticus or whatever. You know, like, yeah. don't eat sandwiches or don't shave. Like, yeah. that'll make you a better person. Sure. I mean, you know, and, and certainly certainly, the shellfish example is one that was, that made a lot of sense in its time. Like, right. You yeah. probably shouldn't be eating shellfish, you know, in, <laughs> in zero. <laughs> and now, you know, like for me, it's like... You know, I really don't want to be eating porpoises like that. Would yeah. if I was going to write something, I'd yeah. be like, "Don't eat porpoise. They're they're smart. Yeah, they're cute. Like, let's just." I'm struggling with uh, with with uh, squid myself. Me too. I've stopped eating squid. It yeah. bothers me. I like them. They're smart. Well, this is this is the I brought, you know, I, I made the mistake. Maybe not a mistake, but <laughs> yeah, it's a mistake. You can have that if you want the last one. Oh no, no. Um, I was uh, thinking about this little little basket. Yeah, little deep fryer for yeah. tea. Um, yeah, I read I read a book on cephalopods. Yeah, and the thing that's really troubling me is this sort of idea that like, oh yeah, these are intelligent creatures with central nervous systems that just e- evolved in an entirely different way. Yeah, and because of that, because we don't have a frame of context for that evolution, like that's why we're willing to write them off. Yeah, I I don't think we should be eating. Yeah. Eh. Them. I, I just as I feel like as I go on with my life, I'm cutting out more and more things from, from my diet for different chickens. I've been raising chickens, and I have no problem eating them. Yeah, still there. That's the one. Yeah, I have. I have a rabbit, pet rabbit yeah. that I've had for about you know ten years now. Would you eat it? No. Okay. And that's that. Well, you know, and that's she. She was a big part of where where I decided to draw that line. Yeah. You know, and and, and to me, it's like. What's, what what do I think I could form an emotional bond with? I mean, a pig, certainly. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, I don't know. Ideas of intelligence, that's not... We're way too late in this to start going into that conversation, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think anybody really wants to hear that. But, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> At some point, you decide what you do and don't eat. You raise chickens. That's such a Portland thing. Yeah. 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 I'm right there. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine, like, uh, you know, a few years ago, moved to Portland and to, and that was the thing, is to yeah, get chicken. some chickens. and. Yeah. Is it just because everybody has some land or why? Yeah, I got a big backyard. Yeah. Might as well okay. throw some chickens back there sure. and eat their unborn babies. Yeah. Their eggs. No, I, I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that explanation. Great. I don't know. I like them too. Actually, I, I would I would have a hard time eating those chickens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so but, real quick, what is what is the Bible part two? Um, Bible part two is apocrypha. That. Oh, apocrypha. Yeah. Oh. So we're actually calling it apocrypha now. That's pretty good. And so it'll be redux. The the uh, Gnostic Bibles and there's like stuff with uh, infancy of Christ. So. Uh, Jesus as a as a kid, yeah, where he was a total jerk and yeah, doing yeah, all yeah. These, and a lot of those stories are about him learning how to be sensitive to other people. So here's a guy with superpowers as a child sure. and just killing people or yeah. disagreeing with a teacher and just pulling off their mouth, yeah, um, or doing. He goes over to uh, play with these other kids, and by this point, everybody's terrified of him. So the mom's like, "Like, oh no, they're not here." He's like, "Well, I I hear what's all that noise in the back," and and the mom's like, "Oh, those are just my goats." And so Jesus gets mad and turns them all into goats. He's like, "Well, okay, I guess I won't play with them." And then she goes back, and they're all goats. It's it's that uh, it's that Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, that one used to scare the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, the cornfields. Um, Billy Mummy, yeah, it was great. Yeah. And so, yeah, then it's then Jesus has to learn to be a nicer. Pr- it's about yeah. his kind of like enlightenment, basically. Of like, you should talk to. Uh, do, do you know Kim Deitch at all? I know he's like not well. No. Super fascinated with the apocrypha. Really? Yeah. Oh, I should. Connect, yeah. I'll connect you guys. Yeah, that'd be yeah, interesting. We're, I, I, yeah, last time I talked to him, I, I don't. Yeah, I say this. On, I don't know if he's like working on something with it, but um, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated. I'm I'm surprised more people haven't done something with the apocrypha. So yeah, we're gonna. Hit, I guess it's blasphemous. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know. But yeah, I can see why they would leave out yeah. that or like the the Gospel of Judas, okay. where it's um, Jesus went to Judas and said, you know, hey, you need to betray me. Yeah, Judas like I really don't want to, and Jesus like, no, for my religion to take off, bro, bro, you got to do this hey. for me. He's like, buddy. He's like, you're good. everybody's going to hate you. You're going to be the worst villain yeah. ever. Your name will be synonymous with betrayal. Yeah. yeah. But that's the cost of doing business. So That's interesting. That's a, uh, Judas is the ultimate martyr in a sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even more than Jesus yeah. in some ways. Because you know, like Jesus this. gets the credit. Right. I like that a lot. He's the villain. Then. Yeah. yeah. I like, yeah, it was an yeah. interesting... I mean, that's fanfic, take. right? Is in 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 a, in, a, in, a, in an interesting way. No, I mean, the the, oh. the uh, apocrypha is. Well, no, a lot of it was written at the same time, okay. and it was just edited by the Council of mm. Nicaea, and the, they they said this I is see. in, this is out. Yeah, and so it's written by the same people at okay. the same time. Um, some of it, some of it not. Or some, I, some of I it don't is know. a few centuries later. Yeah. I think, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty broad broad it's, net. Yeah, thousands and thousands. Yeah, I mean, in that sense, it is sort of like the original fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, but it's all fan fiction i mean like a lot of them would say like like you know oh yeah i met jesus too like he came back to me like i'm 200 years later but he actually did you know so it's these people later yeah it's interesting i mean it'll be there's some neat stories and mark has done a good job and and then i just do that yeah silly cartoons coming at the end (laughs) (laughs) take take half the credit and half the money
There you have it. One of my favorite people of all time, Shannon Wheeler, in a, in a rare repeat appearance on our well. Uh, Shannon was actually one of the first people that we ever had on the show early on when I was trying to figure out how to do this whole thing. This was before I had my, my current uh, setup. I was doing a lot of interviews over Skype. Uh, had him on the show. Shannon was coming uh, back into town. I think he was doing some sort of uh, New Yorker-related thing. He was coming to New York. I said, you know what, Shannon? I know you've been on the show before, but it's been a couple years. We did it over Skype. We owe it to people to do better. I think we can do better. Let's grab a couple microphones, sit down, let's hash this out. I'm glad we did that. Uh, super fascinating conversation, as always. Um, a lot of God talk, a lot of God talk uh, lately. You know, you do one adaptation of the Bible, and then it's, it's, all of a sudden it's God, God everything. Uh, and as he mentioned over the course of the interview, uh, he's doing another book for, for Top Shelf with Mark Russell based on the Apocrypha. So I guess uh, next time in, in two years when we sit down and do another one of these conversations, uh, expect a lot more of that. Uh, thanks so much to Shannon for taking the time to do that. Uh, thanks to you guys, as always, for, for listening to, to the show. Uh, thanks to Brian for editing the show together. Um, thanks to the Radiant Tea House. I'm going to start shouting out the Radiant Tea House. Oh, the Radiance Tea House. One of those things. I'm going to start chatting that out uh, every time we do an interview there because I think this was like interview number six or seven that we've done at the Radiance Tea House. Um, haven't had a sponsor on the show in a while. I figure we start mentioning them at the bottom of the show. Um, probably won't actually get paid any money, but I don't know. Maybe I'll like tea. Maybe 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 they'll maybe they'll toss a little loose leaf my way. Uh, so thanks so much to them for. Uh, well, they didn't really agree to it, but we sat down and, and had the conversation, and, and they didn't kick us out. So thanks to the Radiance Tea House of Manhattan for, for not kicking us out. Uh, if you liked what you heard, send us an email. It's rualcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr. That's rualcast.tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to get the episodes and all of the related news. Uh, you can uh, uh, like us on on Facebook. We've got an RUL page over on Facebook. Uh, rate us on iTunes. I haven't had an iTunes rating in a while so so go do that and um, validate our existence uh, lots of good shows coming up I mentioned this the last couple times but I just started a, a full-time job uh, last week so uh, I'm gonna do my best to make this to keep this thing uh, weekly as much as possible but you know if we miss a uh, we miss a week here or there please please don't get too angry with us but we will be back next week uh, just about the same time with another episode of RIYL. 